Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Boy, yesterday was a humdinger in the football world. First, Pete Carroll. We find out forced out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks because he had a press conference. How classy a guy is Pete Carroll that you say, hey, man, you're not our coach anymore. We're going to move you to a different part of the organization. And you still feel confident enough in the man to put him in front of a podium. Mm Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll said, quote, he competed hard to coach, end quote. He talked to the team not long before this, thought he'd be back next year, wanted to be back next year, and they basically reassigned him. They moved him to a different department. That happens to people all the time. That shocked me. And then the greatest, in my opinion, North American coach of all time retires, Nick Saban. We'll get to Saban a little bit later. But I was kind of shocked, not just by Pete Carroll being forced out. I was shocked by the lack of national outrage on that, Doran. Pete Carroll, who has had one losing season in the last 11 years, and that's such a big deal for people, right? No losing seasons. One losing season in the last 11 years. A Super Bowl title in there. Another trip to the Super Bowl in there. Nine and eight the last couple of years. Revived Geno Smith's career. There was no outrage. If Mike Tomlin got reassigned, if there was some sort of quote-unquote amicable splitting of the ways, which is how it was presented by the Seahawks, I feel like the Steelers would have been excoriated. But Pete Carroll, no, we've reassigned him. Not a peep. Nary a peep. No one one crushed him. It was very weird to me. Well, I I think that, and we talked about this a little bit before, that it was overshadowed by Nick Saban. Uh, that's retired. part of it. That's definitely part of it. And but I, I, I'm with you. I don't think that there would have been a crazy outrage. There probably would have been more people talking about it. It'd have been topic A today sure. instead of topic B. Um, but there wouldn't be the uh, the 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 outrage that say the Steelers did something of this nature because they're not the Steelers. Seattle's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Seattle and the Steelers. If you look at them and you, and you and you have a scale, like the Steelers are always in people's minds at the top of the scale. They're at the top of the food chain. And, you know, and they're at the top of the, the, the how, you, how you weigh things in the NFL. And Seattle's just Seattle. Like, I, you know, Pete Carroll is a Hall of Fame head coach in the NFL, Hall of Fame coach in college football. One of the best coaches that we've seen in our, our, mm-hmm, our lifetime. For sure. And it still isn't that, ah, you know, it still isn't that, that bang. Like, it, it wasn't – it was like, okay, Pete Carroll's like 74 years old. They're like, okay, like, the, you know, well, I guess we could see them moving on uh, into a different direction. 
But Mike Tomlin, if that were to happen with the Steelers, I just think that there would just been a, you know a whole circus around it because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Seattle Seahawks are the Seattle Seahawks. I didn't know what you were going to say. That makes sense to me. That the Pittsburgh Steelers don't fire head coaches. They don't part ways, really, with head coaches. They've had three coaches since the Beatles were touring. If they moved on from Mike Tomlin, people would be saying, this organization that never moves on from guys is now moving on from a guy that's never had a losing season that got his team into the playoffs. Yeah, that does make sense to me. How about he's 72, Pete Carroll. When he came back to the NFL with the Seahawks, he was older then than Mike Tomlin is now. Yes. Mike Tomlin in his early 50s. Pete Carroll was 59 whenever he took Ooh, over man. Seattle. Man. Oh. You say he's a Hall of Famer in the NFL. I think he probably is. He's comparable to Bill Cowher. Like, Cowher was 12-9 and nine in the playoffs. Pete Carroll 11-11, 11, so 500, which for a playoff record is pretty good. Cower, a 623 winning percentage in the NFL. Pete Carroll, 586. Both guys won a Super Bowl. Both guys been to multiple Super Bowls. They're comparable. I do wonder, though, the all-time coaching gaffe, that interception thrown by Russell Wilson on the goal line, if that, if that makes it take longer for him to get in. Doubt it. Doubt it. I think that they, I think they look at consistency and, you know, just – Doing it year after year. I mean, the, the whole Tomlin deal, I, I think they take into effect. And we, we make fun of it, the whole no losing seasons. But to be able to do that for that long is so hard in the NFL. And Pete Carroll's right behind Tomlin in, you know, the, the winning season category. And I think that they take that into effect more than, you know, the last play. And you got to see, you know, I mean, Bill Bell. It's not like he was coaching against Arthur Smith. And Arthur Smith's my guy. And I love Arthur Smith. But it's not like he was in the Super Bowl coaching against Arthur Smith. He was coaching against Bill Belichick, too. Yeah. The guy would take that in effect. I mean, the last play is well, the last play. It was a bad call. Well, but- so it is a bad call, and it's uh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I it's, the, it's the most angry I've ever been at a football coach that's not my football coach. Because I hated the Patriots so much, and people in Pittsburgh hate the Patriots so much. And you have Marshawn Lynch, who's <laughs> like the defining goal line player of that era, Beast Quake, and you throw the football. Beast I mean, Quake? What are we doing? Remember remember the Beast Quake? That was, they beat. So in one of Pete Carroll's losing seasons, his second season in the NFL, in fact. No, actually his first season in the NFL with Seattle. They were 7-9. and nine. They played the Saints at home in the playoff game because they won the division. And remember Marshawn Lynch broke like 800 oh, tackles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it registered on the Richter scale because of how wild oh, okay. yeah, yeah. the the field, the, right. the, the right. stadium was going. See, that's the other wild thing about Pete Carroll. He only had three losing seasons in his career, but as a prohibitive underdog in one of those losing seasons, they beat a double-digit win team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that almost makes it, I throw that losing well, season yeah, out. You wash. want a playoff game, right? I mean, you make it in because the Hokie NFL rules. There is a, another trickle down here. Like we can talk about his Hall of Fame candidacy. We can compare him to Cower and Tomlin, and their resumes are all eerily, eerily, eerily similar. Shane Waldron, this offensive coordinator out there, you know, I, I saw no less than five or six Steelers people that I, I think are well-informed said, oh, Shane Waldron should be the next Steelers offensive coordinator. You know, I had somebody who's a big football guy text me and say, you know, Shane Waldron... I wonder if they like him so much they're just going to promote from within and he's their head coach. 
So if they're considering, if they have moved on from Pete Carroll to be considering Shane Waldron as head coach, he should be a commodity at offensive coordinator. But there's another name out there, Doran. Chicago moved on from Luke Getze yesterday as well. Two new offensive coordinator hats in the ring. I think both would be viable candidates. Neither's numbers blow you away, but you watch Chicago schematically. They do some diverse things. They look like a modern offense. You watch Seattle stylistically, and they're doing it with Geno Smith, not to poop on my own. They're formationing you. You could tell they've got sound plans. Right. They're doing things for a reason. Either one of those guys I'd be up I'd be up for for next year. I think any guy that becomes available that is an offensive mind, the Steelers have to do their due diligence of just interviewing them. I don't care. I mean, the process, it, there has to be an endpoint to the offensive coordinator search for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but every single day you should be interviewing whoever is out there. Just, to, just You have to do your due diligence, whether it's Luke Getze, and you obviously know him from Steel Valley and, and, and you know the nostalgic, and I think that that's what kind of a lot of people are grasping towards for right sure. now. Um, I don't know how great he – you know, I l- love Luke Getze as well um, – so this is not really a shot at him. I just don't know how great his offense would be with Kenny Pickett, um, seeing that he couldn't really get that much out of uh, you know a talented player like Justin Fields. Well, Justin eventually Fields. it worked with Fields. Like so, to me, it showed that he could develop a guy, but he also had clay to mold. More talented clay, as I mix analogies there. Like Justin Fields, a more talented player, a Correct. different kind of player, yes. obviously than Kenny Pickett. But he did show Getzy did that he could get more out of a guy than what he was coming into the league. Like, I think Justin Fields has turned himself into a pretty good player, and I would give Getze some credit for that. Would you, or would you give Fields the credit because of his athletic ability? Well, I'd give them both credit. Uh, clearly, Chicago's not giving him enough credit, and mm-hmm. maybe they're just moving in a different direction because maybe they're going to move on from Justin Fields. I don't know the answers to those questions, something they're going to have to mull this offseason. Um, I-, I just don't think the Steelers can go into next year with Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner calling plays. And so you're right. Any single OC that comes available, we're all going to have to do our due diligence, and they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to have to look into it. Uh, would you take Getze and Fields? Yeah, you you said, are they going to be able to work with Kenny Pickett? In in my world, if I were running the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I would for 80K, by the way. Like, you want to save some money, Art Rooney, the second, make me the GM 80K. I'll hire good people, too. I would not want Kenny Pickett to be my starting quarterback next year. I've seen him for 24 games, and with bad coordinators, no doubt, bad coordinator, I, I still wouldn't want him to be my quarterback next year. I would, I'd rather have Justin Fields than him. I probably at this moment would rather have Justin Fields than Mason Rudolph, but I'm leaving open the possibility that Rudolph can be magical here and and change my mind. I don't think Kenny Pickett, if given an opportunity, could change my mind. But Mason, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Follow me here and see okay. if you see what I'm see what I'm doing and a weird trend that I see happening right now. Brandon Staley, um, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, defensive guys. Yep, Bill Belichick probably. Mm-hmm. All defensive head coaches uh, are probably with Belichick pending being let go. I think that the NFL or I think that these franchises are start to, starting to catch on that having an offensive minded head coach is the most beneficial way to go. Yeah, I think so. I mean, who else is left out there? Uh, obviously, McDermott. Yeah, I would. I would just try to hire the best candidate, though. Like I had. You lo- wouldn't read into that at all, though. Oh no, I'm reading into it. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right that that's what they're all doing, especially in like, Vrabel's case and in Carroll's case. 
you, you can make a reasonable argument that Bill Belichick just ain't got it as a GM, and that alone might be a reason to say, all right, man, like right. we can't strip you of your power. You're not going to allow that to happen. You would just walk. We're just going to have to part ways if, in fact, that happens. Vrabel's had two bad years. Their roster's not good enough. I don't think he forgot how to coach. No. I know Pete Carroll's had two winning seasons back-to-back, again with Geno Smith, not a great quarterback, as your guy. Drew Locke had an awesome game this year. Like, I think in those instances, yeah, they're trying to move into a more offensive role. But Ron Rivera as well. Ron Rivera as yeah. well. That's another good point. That's another good example. Look at what D'Amico Ryans is doing, though. I had been... Young, though. Well, I guess Vrabel. See, uh, yeah. I had been in the camp if Tomlin were to walk or if they traded him or whatever that I would hire an offensive-oriented head coach. No, I, I don't think I would. I think I would hire who I thought blew my socks off as the best candidate, but then you best be sure you got to hire a damn good offensive coordinator. Like, I would, I would be hiring a package if I'm going with a defensive-minded head coach. But, yeah, I, I, see your, I see what you're saying, and I think you're right about that, that... The league wants to hire offensive-minded guys. Somebody just texted and said, isn't Tallman a defensive-minded head, or head coach? I'm like, that's the point. That's the point. That would be the point. Coming up next, we'll get more into the trickle-down from the Pete Carroll decision that could affect these Pittsburgh Steelers. And if Pete Carroll, people talking about him in the Hall of Fame, Mike Tomlin absolutely has to be in. Who's a better coach, Pete Carroll or Mike Tomlin? You can weigh in, weigh in on that as well at 412-928-9370. Text lines brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You can tweet us at underscore Adam Crowley at score and door and brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Twitter poll brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick Home Improvement Trust, PJ.com, at underscore Adam Crowley. Better career. Pete Carroll 
or Mike Tomlin. And I already hate my phrasing on it. Pete Carroll was a Hall of Fame quality college coach. That's part of his career. Mike Tomlin didn't have that part of his career. Pete Carroll, a Super Bowl in the NFL. Mike Tomlin, a Super Bowl, obviously. Didn't Mike Tomlin win a Super Bowl as a coordinator, though? Tampa. I don't think he was the coordinator. Oh, well, that's a position coach. He was on the staff. Defensive back coach. Yeah, I don't think that counts. That doesn't. Yes, it does. Well, it counts. It counts. But it ain't. Well, listen, you talk talk to John Lynch. You talk to John Lynch, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Was it John Lynch? Ronde Barber. Ronde Barber. Ronde Barber. Who says Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit. Okay, yeah, of course, you would include that as part of his career. But, you know, he's not as instrumental in that as Pete Carroll was as the head coach of USC winning national championships. I should have well, put better NFL head coaching I mean, careers what I should have done. The reason why he, Stupid got the, Crowley. he got the head Moron. coaching job for the Steelers is because of what he did in Tampa. Yeah, and then in Minnesota, same deal. Yeah, no, listen, it's part of his career. Or Minnesota, too. It's part of his career. What I should have put is better NFL head coaching <laughs> career, Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll. Better quarterback, Doran. Russell Wilson at the height of his powers or Ben Roethlisberger at the height of his powers? Ben. Agreed. So Tomlin had the better quarterback for a long stretch than Carroll. Both guys won Super Bowls. Both guys went back and lost. Pete Carroll cost his team, really. I think Ben cost the Steelers. Mendenhall cost the Steelers. And then Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers things. Troy wasn't healthy enough in that Super Bowl. So I would say... If you're comparing Super Bowl losses, I think Mike Tomlin's loss was more understandable than Carroll's. Carroll had it, man. It was in the bag. Mm-hmm. Just hand the ball to Lynch. Hand the ball to Marshawn. What are you doing? It still pisses me off, dude. I had a lot of money illegally riding on that game. <laughs> illegally at that point riding on that game. What a disaster that was. I remember exactly where I was and how mad I got and what I did in the immediate aftermath. I threw my cat through the window. <laughs> Not really. Now, Mike Tomlin's got a better winning percentage as NFL head coach. 633 to Pete Carroll's 586 overall. Uh, Seattle's Pete Carroll had a 606, so higher there. The second go-around for him, obviously better, though he made the playoffs in New England in his final season, uh, his penultimate season, excuse me, in the NFL before he jumped ship to college. I I mean, I'm going to go Tomlin- by a nose. Better NFL head coach than Pete Carroll. By a nose. By a smidge. But would entertain arguments to the contrary. Mm. I I just think that, I mean, th- this is, you know, we're, we're, this is, you know. Parsing. Kinda, yeah, we're parsing here. But for what Pete Carroll did, whenever they won the Super Bowl, I believe it was 2012 they won the Super Bowl? Or was it 13? I always get those years mixed up. For what he did, he did it with a group of young players that he developed. 2013. 2013. He did it with Russell Wilson, who was in his first or second year. He did it with Richard Sherman, that was in his first or second year. With uh, uh, Browner, Brandon Browner, who was in his first or second year. Earl Thomas, first or second year. Uh, who's the other safety? The big guy that used to just smack people, just unload on people. He, he came out the same year I did. I always forget his name. But he was in his third year. He did it with players. And then obviously Marshawn Lynch was a little bit older, but he did it with players that he brought in and had a say-so. Of, of of being a part of the Seattle Seahawks program. That's, that's to me, maybe would give the edge 
a little bit to people. That would be the argument. Yes. Absolutely, that would be the argument. And while he lost a Super Bowl that they absolutely should have won, you know, I don't I don't think of Pete Carroll, and maybe this is because I'm not as close to it as I am with Tomlin, right? But I never thought of Pete Carroll as a perennial underachiever, and I think there was a lot of underachieving going on with Tomlin in the Killer Bees era and with Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the top five passers in the league for a fair, a fairly long amount of time. You know, I thought they should have achieved more. Seattle, I always thought, oh, yeah, he's getting out of them what he can get out of them. Maybe that's because I'm just not looking at them under the same microscope. But Tomlin, you know, 17 years never having a losing season, a higher winning percentage, the fact that, you know, even this year, and I do think there were a lot of mistakes made by Tom, and you still you you made the playoffs this year. Pete Carroll didn't. You know, I would go again with Tomlin just just by a smidge. I think your argument is a good one. Just by just by a smidge. Now, overall careers, I am going with Pete Carroll, Hall of Fame caliber college coach. Mm-hmm. Cheating maybe a little bit back then. Why? Oh, the Reggie Bush thing. It was against the rules then. Uh, oh my god. It was, and that's why he left. That's why he left. He didn't want to deal with the fallout there, and then he winds up in Seattle. I want. I do wonder if he had stayed. You know, Nick Saban retires yesterday. I wonder if Pete Carroll stays at USC and never jumps. If we're talking about him, maybe not as Nick Saban, but maybe as Nick Saban. Yes. Like he was that good. They were that. Yes. They were that big of a juggernaut. Yes. Though I would take those USC teams, and I think they would beat the best Alabama teams. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. They were unbelievable at every single position. We talked about it off air a little bit about like Pete Carroll recruiting and going to the East Coast. Like he was getting got he would get all the California players, all the five stars, and it's like, okay, which state has the best player? And let's try to get him and we can get him. Even like Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing was an unbelievable linebacker. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Like, they they, they were, uh, I mean, we don't have to get in the weeds National with this, program. But, like, they were unbelievable. Is, you walk into any high school in America and you are Pete Carroll at that time, good luck saying no to that guy. Yeah. I mean, you did, but good luck everybody else <laughs> saying no to that guy. What about, so let's let's transition here. Radio. Nick Saban, so he's out. He retires. 72 years old. I think, Doran, he is the greatest head coach in the history of North American sport. Forget forget the sport. Just comparing the great coaches of every sport. So like Phil Jackson, you're not he doesn't come close. So or, or Bill Belichick doesn't. So Phil Phil Jackson and Bill Belichick both had what Saban couldn't have. The best player at the sport, and you just hang on to him for a long time. You know, Phil Jackson had Michael that's Jordan, right? That's and, a really, really good point. And comparing. then he's got Kobe and Shaq. That's, that's a really good point. Whenever you should comparing. win. Now, he's doing triangle like a, offense. Like, that all mattered. He's doing it with a revolving door is what you're saying. Like, right? he's getting a new crop in and then winning. New crop and he in, adjusted. Winning. Like, he was winning, and I don't want to, you know, take shots at this guy. Who, who's, the, who's the guy that does? Uh, 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 McElroy. McElroy, thank you. You, you knew where I was going. Mm-hmm. You didn't even have to stumble mm-hmm. even more. You got me there. He's winning championships with McElroy. Mm-hmm. And they were ground and pound. 
and play defense, and we got better dudes than you, but he also was an innovator defensively, Nick Saban. And then, you know, they started getting beat by mobile quarterbacks, and Urban Meyer was a, was a real thorn in his side, and yada, yada. So then they, they wound up getting good quarterbacks, and they had guys like Lane Kiffin running spread offenses where they were a pro-style outfit early on. And you got the Kiffins and the Sarkeesians, and they always had a good staff. That helped, no doubt about that. But I don't think you can ever argue with his first season in Bama, 7-6. and six. But he took over not great Alabama program at the time. After that, Dorn, this is the most amazing Nick Saban stat to me, and there are amazing Nick Saban stats being thrown around everywhere. Nick Saban went from 2008 up until 2022, and at one point during the season, Every year, from 08 to 22, they were number one in the country in the AP poll. Every year, they were number one at one point. Every single season. He won 12 games, 14, 10, 12, 13, 11, 12, 14, 14, 13, 14, 11, 13, 13, 11, 12. That is incredible. It's incredible. And I've always been a big believer in winning begets winning, but not like that. Not like that. Bobby Bowden was unbelievable. He had like 15 straight years of top five finishes. This guy went 15 years at one point or another. His team was number one in the country at some point incredible it's incredible did he win at lsu i can't remember he sure did he did he won a national championship at lsu he sure did won a national championship at lsu so seven national titles for him they won it no three i think they i think they had a a split national championship but what he couldn't do that Pete carroll could do is win it at both levels and actually like win-win like Pete carroll not only was he successful in the nfl he won a championship in the nfl nick saban i mean how many games did he win in the nfl not many. He was 15 and 17. Nick Saban was in the NFL. In the NFL? Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't think it, he, it was because he couldn't do it. Like, look at Zach Taylor. Like, Zach Taylor was going to get fired. Like, he wasn't doing a great job. Joe Burrow comes in. And hell, look at this year. This year was a big success for him. You know, sometimes it does take coaches a little bit of time to get it going anywhere. NFL, college, whatever. Like if he would have stuck it out in the NFL, I think fifteen and seventeen probably turns into a playoff coach at some point. Really? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I, I do think that some guys are better suited to coach yeah. college than the NFL. I don't. Obviously, Saban's the best college coach of all time, in my opinion. I think he could have done it in the NFL too. Fifteen and seventeen, a short amount of time. I that's not a, that's not enough big enough that's not a big enough sample size for me, Doran, to say he couldn't do it. The messaging is where that it stops me. I'm like with the, you. The messaging, the, the guys at the NFL don't want to hear that. And I and I, the, it's happened to Matt Roll. It's happened to Chip Kelly. It's happened to so many coaches. I think he's a smart enough guy. He could he would have molded himself. And that's not a big enough sample size. Thirty-two games. Yes. No, not for a head coach. Quarterbacks, I think it's about 25 games. Coaches, I give them a little bit more time to implement, to get their players in, to implement their systems, to hire the right coordinators, to figure out the ecosystem. And a lot of times, whenever you are a new NFL head coach, you're coming into a bad bad predicament, a bad situation. So, yeah, I give them time. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 412-928-9370. If you want to weigh in on any of that, the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Coming up next, I... We're going to spend most of today's show, obviously, talking about Steelers-Bills and that playoff matchup. I, I also, I really want to apologize to Steelers fans for something, Doran, coming up next. Can I do that? Your eyes got all big. What happened? Uh, yes, you can do that, absolutely. But another Saban stat that somebody just texted in, Saban has more first-round picks, which is 44, than losses at Alabama, which is 29. I mean, lose a game every now what? and again. Nick, come on. The old ball coach. <laughs> 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I have to apologize to Steelers fans. I'll do that coming up in a minute. The text line is brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Spending all day long, mostly, talking about the Steelers' playoff matchup upcoming against the Buffalo Bills. I promise. But this Saban thing's got my mind going, Doran. And I will apologize to Steelers fans in a minute here. Uh, Follow me on this. I don't think I'd want the job. Alabama? Yeah. No. I want the job after the next guy that gets the job. Right. Like, there's going to be great candidates. There already are. Dan Lanning from Oregon. Dabo Sweeney from Clemson played at Alabama like three years ago that would have been the guy but now he doesn't like NIL so who knows Clemson's sort of taking a step back do you want to hire him uh DeBoer the guy from Washington's up there James Franklin keeps getting mentioned yeah sure fine hire James Franklin that'd be a great hire way to go Alabama I'm sure he'll win you the big game I I don't know that I'd want to follow that level of legend like holy cow Uh, you can't come close you've got Auburn fans dude you know how they have Toomer's Corner where they throw yeah. the the toilet paper up there? They were celebrating. Auburn students, they threw all their toilet paper all over that tree at Toomer's Corner because I'm sure a Nick lot of Saban's schools. gone. I'm sure all schools in the SEC were celebrating. Oh, Doran, I mean, the Collective South hasn't celebrated this much since Lincoln was assassinated. And it's not to say that Alabama isn't going to be decent. Like right. I'm sure they'll always be Alabama. I think Nick Saban has risen them to a level, and you kind of r- routed off the stats before – in their records before um, Nick Saban got to Alabama, and it was just kind of up and down years. Alabama wasn't really relevant since who was the coach before that you you mentioned? I forget his name, but obviously Bear Bryant was before that guy. Yeah, they were. They, they, it's still one of it, even before Saban. It was one of the great programs of all time, but just like all the great programs, it was in a little bit of a downturn. And and I think that Saban has brought them to a point where they'll always be 
there. Not at the in, in the big game, not like Saban was in playoffs all the time, but they will always be pretty good. They always be Alabama. Um, the only way I would take the job is if I was a former player. That's the only way. Well, Going and, back to my alma mater. And these guys are all cut. They're competitors. They, they feel like they're going to be able to go there and win at a high level. And you obviously can go there and win at a high level. But you're not going to win at that level. No one has. So it's probably safe to assume nobody will. To follow that guy, you're going to get a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. You're going to have strong NIL support. But you're not going to go 15 straight years where you're number one at some point. It's just not going to happen. Urban Meyer had down years, one of the great college football coaches, really, that we've seen. Joe Paterno had down years. Name one. Name a guy that didn't, right? Bobby Bowden, I mentioned it before, 15 straight years, top five, but he had down years at the end of his career. Like At all these big-time programs, Michigan was looking for their guy for a real long, a long time. time. And Harbaugh was... Not even winning at a super high level initially. Like he wasn't contending for national championships. Notre Dame's gone through their highs and lows. So just to assume because it's Bama and because I, the guy who's taking the job, am a great coach, it doesn't mean you're going to go in there and start rattling off national championships. It's a great place to land. Tough to follow that guy. Yeah, yeah it's big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And you know, you would think that people would expect that. But, I mean, whenever you're used to winning that way, it's hard to – to see you not win that way and not be relevant every single year. So it's going to take somebody very significant to go in there and actually just kind of stay afloat. Uh, at yeah. And you just know stay what? afloat. Well, and you're going to lose a bunch of guys to, to the transfer portal because now there's a 30-day window that opens up. It's why for them the hire is so important to happen quick. But you hire, let's say, Dan Lanning from Oregon. Now all of a sudden Oregon is going to look for a coach. Now there's going to be a massive shift. As a lot of these jobs have been filled – the big one just opened, which means another big one's following, which means probably another big one's coming after. There's going to be a massive trickle-down in college football. It's fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating to me. And this guy, Nick Saban, he was pretty good at Michigan State. He was really good at LSU. And he was darn right almost impossible to beat. At Alabama, mm-hmm. I do wonder how much the NIL stuff in the changing landscape of college football did make it so that he wanted to leave. Probably. I mean, like you said, I, I read a quote. What is he now? He's seventy-two. No, mm-hmm. he's seventy-two. He's seventy-two. He's like it. it, it waking up and and putting fourteen-hour days at seventy-two is a lot different than at sixty-two. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that that was obviously his day-to-day structure and the you know in and having to be the head coach for the Crimson Tide. But I think that had a lot to do with kind of the landscape of college football right now. Like it's it's our, it's one thing to do 14-hour days like he was doing 10 years ago, and now I'm 72 and I got to worry about this BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. No, you I'm you good. you have to even at a place like Bama, you have to continuously recruit your own players. I'm good to stay. Yeah, I I think it it plays into it. He he might have been tired the last few years at the end of seasons. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it again. I'm going to see if I can win one more national championship. They got back to the playoff this year. They were a touchdown away from yeah. beating the national champion. Like, it's not, you know, a couple things go different ways. That that fumbled punt for Michigan, you know, gets picked up by Bama. Over. They're probably the national champion right now. They probably beat Washington, in my opinion. So they were close. But you start dealing with everything, you're 72. You got to walk away at some point. You know, I always kind of thought he, he might... 
you know, not to be morbid, but kind of go the way of a Supreme Court justice and like have to die in office. But oh, he seems like a healthy enough guy. You want to spend time with your grandkids. You want to live life. You want to go fish. Maybe have a beer for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> right. You know, I think him and Belichick are, are conspiring and they want to coach together somewhere. I would do that. I would take hey, best friends. I, I think they, that they want to coach together again. Then they coach together in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to coach together. I, I think that this is this weird timing of both of them, and Belichick obviously hasn't been announced or anything, but it's trending that direction. Weird timing that Saban retires and Belichick gets uh, parts ways with the New England Patriots, two of the best coaches we've ever seen. They're going to conspire and try to coach somewhere together. I saw, dude, another connection here. Pete Carroll left Ohio State to go take a defensive coordinator job. I might have the schools wrong here. Pete Carroll left to take a defensive coordinator job after being a defensive backs coach, and the guy that replaced him was Nick Saban. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. How about that? It's all connected. It's all connected. The 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. So we're going to spend the majority of this morning, in fact, the rest of the morning, talking about Steelers' bills, different angles there. I have to apologize to Steelers fans. Yesterday, you know, we had on Roger Wood, the writer, the creator, the recorder of the Here We Go song. So last night before I gave my daughter a bath and tucked her into her bed, we played that song like 10 straight times. And we're dancing. And she's got the whole thing memorized now. And she's doing her little boogie. We need to work on the rhythm. But that I, <laughs> she's probably screwed there from a parental standpoint. And we're just having a great time. I get a text from my buddy Pat who's going to marry into our family in a little while. And he said, I listened to that Here We Go song. I listened to your segment over and over and over on my drive home. It is so fun when your team's in the playoffs. Even if you're a 10-point dog, even if Mason Rudolph's taking you to battle with maybe a Hall of Famer one day in Josh Allen. It's so much more fun to be in it than not. A month ago, I said I wanted the Steelers to go 7-10, and 10, to lose out. You did? I said I wanted that to happen because I thought that it would bring on real change. Realistically, it probably wasn't going to change much anyway. If I ever, Doran, say, again, that I'm rooting for the Steelers to lose, I give you full permission. I'll give you full permission. Just come over here and punch me in the face. Oh, you want me to do that? Just come over here. 50% maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 50%. Just punch me in the face. This is so much more fun than what could have been. No doubt. It's a blast. And they're probably going to lose. Vegas thinks they're going to lose. I saw NFL Network put out all their predictions. Everyone's picking the Bills. Some pick the Steelers to cover. Most pick the Bills to blow them out. But you have a week right. where hope is here, man. Like, hope is a dangerous thing. But it's better to have that hope and think, hey, what if they go in there and do this? To psych yourself up for it, to have a week like this than it is otherwise. It's the anticipation. Like, the anticipation. I mean, we're, we, we're, we've been counting on the days. And like you said, I think in the beginning of the show, seems like this week is dragging along because you're just has your anticipation so high for Sunday. And that's the beautiful thing about playoff football. And, and it's not like we haven't seen teams go on runs. Not like we haven't seen teams beat good teams and number one seeds and, you know, the low seeds. And, like, that's why it's so exciting because everybody has a chance, man. Everybody no, does. No seven seed yet has beaten a two. It's only a six-game sample size. We just talked about it earlier. Pete Carroll's 7-9 and nine team 
because of the beast quake, beat a Drew Brees-led Saints team that had double-digit wins. Like, it can happen. And it's much more fun to talk about those possibilities than it would be to fire everyone this week. Because we can do that at the end of the season. We probably will have those type of conversations. In fact, we will have those type of conversations at the end of the season. It's better to have this first. It's exciting. It's fun. Sports! Jeff Hathorne going to join us at 735, the fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh-trusted plumbing and HVAC f- provider for over 50 years. Coming up next, the fearless leader of these Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason Rudolph, talked yesterday. We'll hear from him, and we'll talk about some things said around and about Mason Rudolph, too. That's on the way. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado, sunchevy.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.